I used to sit in the preschool in tears. All the man really has to do on the day of birth is find a good parking spot. <laughs> dad, Dad, catch this! Boom, I've done a poo. Stop stabbing your sister. From the news desk to the nursery. Mum! This is the Parent Panel with Siobhan Hunt. So for the first, next 30 minutes, there will be no interruptions of Mum or Dad, which is what I get about every five minutes every morning, every day of the week. This is the parent panel, which means it's our time, time to chat about things that we're all interested in. It might be something on the news, on our social media feeds, could be something that we talk about at local cafes with our friends. Joining me this week, we have Angie Hu, the musician and mum of two, and Jason Truen from Babyology, a dad of two. Welcome to you both. Thank you. So today we're talking about when school and work hours clash and how we might be able to make them more compatible, the pros and cons of traveling with kids, your worst parenting habit, and the most surprising thing your child has ever done. Let's get stuck into our first topic for the day, the clash of work and school. Why do people have kids? Pretty late for work and Rachel's going to be late for school. How do you do it? Emails, uh, spreadsheets, all that. Someone needs to take care of this family, and right now, that's me. Once your child starts school, you understand just how incompatible education is to sustaining a career. For starters, school hours and holidays in no way match the time we need to be at work. This week on Mumsnet, a mum suggested that we get rid of school holidays altogether. And over on Medium, writer and mum Asha Wolf said that school projects and special mufty days need to go. What both these mums are really talking about is how much of primary school education um, is not really really matching up with the reality for parents who both work. So working families and school requirements, whether it's holidays or projects or, God forbid, book week, can be a bit stressful. So is it time we sat down and had a serious discussion discussion about how education and work can exist peacefully together? Before I come to our guests, there are some comments from our audience. Suzanne says, the world of work should be restructured to a shift work slash job share model. Children need rest both physically and mentally too, especially with such a demanding curriculum. They also thrive from the attachment and connection, security and and encouragement parents provide them. And Marianne, in response to that, said, I completely agree. Our society would do much better with more job share opportunities. Even jobs where one parent can work mornings while the other parent does morning routine and school drop-off and then swap for the afternoon before both being home for dinner and family time. Angie, you have a little girl in year one. I do. Do you agree that these two things clash, work and school? We have our lives currently set up in a way where we're both working part-time. My husband's studying. He works at a school, so gets school holidays off. Um, and when there are school holidays, obviously he looks after the kids. And my mother-in-law picks up the slack on the other two days a week at the moment. So oh, right, it's okay, sure, working sure, quite well for us right now. But um, <laughs> You've got a good setup. <laughs> we do. And, that, and that's not forever. I mean, we both don't want to be working part-time forever. And we make big financial sacrifices just... Um, because that's the stage of life we're in right now. I think you just have to juggle, mm. do your best. Okay, now shush, Angela, <laughs> talk to Jason now. Because <laughs> Sam's in year two now, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you work full-time. Helen, your partner, is she working? Four days a week. Four days a week. That's still quite a lot. 
Yeah, it's, it is tough. Like it's, uh, you know, you get home, you got to cram in homework. While uh, normally Helen will do that, while I'm quickly making the fastest dinner possible with some kind of nutritional value in it, while throwing biscuits at the kids just to <laughs> placate them and give me some time. Um, yeah, so it's a real rush, especially cramming in homework like that after they've already had such a big day. They go to before and after school care as well, so it is a really long time. Um, so it is tough, but I think hopefully. Um, it is getting better. Like uh, with Sam's school, uh, the parents, some of them complained about the homework or made, gave feedback, and they actually restructured the way they do it now. Oh, that's um, good. So they started to, instead of handing it out on Mondays, now they do it on Thursdays. So you can do a lot of it on the weekend, um, which has been really, really valuable for us. So they are listening. I think it's mm. a conversation that really needs to happen, but it's slowly happening as well. And I guess workplaces are um, becoming more flexible or letting people leave early or... Get in a bit later. What do you think about that? Um, the argument the woman on Mum's Net was making that we just cancel holidays altogether. <laughs> like basically, uh, when this comes up, people often suggest that school hours should match work hours, and I kind of think, why can't work hours match school hours? Like everyone's working yes. so much, wouldn't it be better if we match them? I mean, what do you think of that, Jace? Oh, it sounds like the dream, but <laughs> I don't think society is really structured that way at the moment. Like, I'd have to undo decades and decades of you know, the way that we work and how much workload everyone has as well. I was, I thought that lady's suggestion was amazing, but just, I couldn't see it working in reality. Like the poor school admin that has to manage uh, 800 kids leave because they can take their holidays whenever oh, yeah, they want. she did. That was an yeah. added bit. And, and teachers can take uh, leave whenever they want. I mean, the continuity would just go out the window, like one minute you'd be teaching to 20 kids, the next 10 kids. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that was one of her suggestions was actually um, they have to, there's no holidays, but then kids basically put in for annual leave, yeah. like what we do with our work. <laughs> I'm like, oh, did she specify how many weeks holidays they could have? I, I guess Four. the same as work, yeah. <laughs> I think she would have um, a lot of teachers trolling her because I'm wrangling my two kids out the door every morning and then, as you say, after school with the homework and yada. That you know, that can send your stress levels. And then we drop them off to a, a teacher with 20-something other people's kids. I think they, they're going to need their holidays. Oh, yeah, 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 they do. <laughs> oh, teachers definitely deserve their holidays. And so do kids. Kids yeah, are worn totally. out by then. Um, but I do admit the, uh, the article by Asha Wolf. she sounded a little bit angry. Um, she was kind of having a rant at teachers for doing so many different extracurriculars. And... The thing for me about that article was that I'm I'm not that angry, but it did resonate with me because um, at the moment, both my husband and I are working full time and I do take on the emotional load with school. So if something's coming up like Mufti Day or um, Book Week or something like that, I just, I really don't have the time to make things or go to Spotlight and do yeah. all those costumes or whatever. And so I end up buying it online. So what she was saying is if you don't have the time to make it, then you need to have the money to buy it. Yeah. And I thought that was quite interesting because I don't remember Book Week or um, any of the things we did at school, the Easter Hat Parade, that sort of thing. I don't remember them being so fancy. Yeah. Is that the parents' fault though or the teacher's? Maybe a bit of parents. Uh, the orange T-shirt gets me every year. Every year. Harmony Day. For those of you who Day. don't have a child at school, Harmony uh, Day requires, to, well, if your school does it, they yeah. ask your kids to wear something orange. Yeah. And it's you always, always find a, out the day before. Yes, and you're you like, do. I can't get I can't to get camera. To camera. 
Yeah, they always let you know a day before. Don't and they? do does K it seems do like the day before. Do they even sell orange t-shirts? No, sometimes does. what you're looking for is just not there. <laughs> They've got every other colour but orange. Yep. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's something in that, in, in maybe what you're saying, Jace, actually approaching teachers and saying rather than just writing a public letter. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, ours have been responsive, but I guess, I don't, I don't know. I need to borrow orange T-shirts soon. <laughs> <laughs> when is Harmony Day? I don't oh, know. No. Somebody Please send us your orange T-shirts. We'll yeah, we'll do back. a collection. <laughs> Timeshare. I want to start an online orange shirt company, actually. Good idea. It's a database, and I'll send you a reminder every year. <laughs> I'll do great oh business for. I will overcharge. That great, is such a good business idea. Great business for Thank one you. week a year. After that, pretty flat. <laughs> just do everything. It just pays for our holiday. <laughs> I'm Siobhan Hunt. You're listening to the Parent Panel on Kindling Conversation, where we invite two parents into the studio to get their thoughts on the stories and events of the week. Today, I'm joined by musician Angie Hu. You may know her from her album, Little Folk, and Jason Truen from Babyology. In just a moment, the pros and cons of travelling with kids. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the captain speaking. I have one seat in first class and one in coach. Oh, look at Mr. Moneybags over here. Thank you and have a safe and enjoyable flight. British TV host Kirsty Allsop copped a bit of flack when she admitted when she travels overseas with her family, she and her husband travel club class, which we think is business or first class, while her kids sit behind in economy. They are, I think, around 10 and 11 now, so they're not babies. Personally... That sounds awesome to me. I mean, in my experience, actually getting to a destination with children can be the biggest source of pain for the whole trip. Uh, This week we were chatting in the office and we said that while traveling with children can be great for so many reasons, it is definitely, definitely not a rest or a break. It's an experience. Some comments from our community on this story. Kristen says, it's a holiday. A holiday doesn't have to be about the entire family the entire time. We can spend some time connecting with our partner, some time connecting with our kids, and some parts are just for reconnecting with ourselves. The different parts of our family life aren't mutually exclusive. And Christine says, damn right, I'd try to get on a different flight if I could. (laughs) So Jason, I kind of thought this would be very um, applicable to you as you're just recently back from a trip to the United States with your family. What are the pros and cons in your minds of traveling with everyone? Oh, you know, you get to share that adventure together, the uh, ups and downs. And there's plenty. I think uh, I just spent two weeks in America and kind of learnt a lot about myself and my family. Um, I, I, there has to be detail one, coming. Well, one friend, one friend has a saying that like, uh, if parenting is a job, then that makes holidays work trips, which I really liked. And another one had uh, another saying, which is like, same place, different issues. Although they kind of used uh, more expletives <laughs> in, that, in that expression. But um, yeah, I found I did... Uh, you don't really have the perfect day like you away like you might have uh, before kids kind of thing because you're totally in control. But you have like the perfect hour or perfect 15 minutes. So one minute you're at the beach, the sun's shining, you're eating ice cream, and the next minute there's tantrums, etc. But I think when you get back home, your mind filters out all those low points or <laughs> little stress points, and you look back on an amazing holiday. So, so it's a bit of a seesaw is what you're saying. Yeah, totally. It's just like at home, I guess. Um, I, the only other big difference, I think, is that it you have more time. Because you're not at work or you're, you're not doing other things or getting ready for school, you can, you've got a lot more time to parent. So maybe that 
gives you a bit more patience. <laughs> See, sorry, I laugh when you say that because recently we went away for a weekend and I found it, it was fun, but it was also really stressful. And I thought the reason it was stressful was because I had to parent the whole time. And I'm like, <laughs> can you just stop fighting? <laughs> when normally at home, I'm like, oh, why did you hit your sister, Darcy? <laughs> hit your brother, Darcy, and blah, blah, blah. I'm much more patient. That's an interesting take. And, and you are a big believer in traveling, aren't you? I mean, you like to go away with your family when you can. Yeah, sometimes with them, sometimes without. <laughs> like, you've got to mix it up. Life's all about balance. Um, yeah, I try to. It's, it's valuable for all of them, I think, as well. Like, they're, they're at the age now where they can really remember it as well. So, um, yeah, sure. What about you, Angie? What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> you were just thinking, Jason just said, you can travel on your own. <laughs> Are you in your in your head? Sorry, like I wasn't here. Spa retreat <laughs> I was somewhere. In Hawaii. Yeah, with my I'll, friend Jill. Yeah, um. with my nails painted. <laughs> Do you, have you travelled much with your kids? Um, not on planes, and not since we had to start paying for them once they get past two. Uh, we are going in, in a few weeks on a long trip, so I'll get back to you. Uh, we do lots of car trips. So we've driven to the Gold Coast Whoa, a few times. from Sydney. How long yeah. does that take? We stop overnight somewhere. But um, that's still like four hours long. one stretch and then... Five, yeah, five, six hours each stretch, I guess. They're, they're pretty good. You're like Xena Warrior Woman right now. <laughs> I'm looking at you. I have a completely different approach to... <laughs> Sorry, Jess, you, you're also amazing to have travelled. You were in a plane, you couldn't so you know get out. Yeah, yeah, you too. <laughs> Two warriors. Uh, so you, long car trips. Yes, you take the Magna Doodle and the crackers and books. and. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one time I fed Dash so many snacks on the way to Canberra. When we got there, he did throw up. So easy on the snacks would be my advice to you. It's not a good road trip, I think, <laughs> unless someone's vomiting. <laughs> I always see Darcy has this thing now whenever she's in the car, she says she feels sick and it's total boy who cried wolf. I just know one day she's going to look at me and say, mommy, I think I'm going to vomit. I'm like, yeah, you say that all the time and <laughs> everywhere, all over the car. Maybe you need a little, uh, one of those bags, bags, just pop it in a car seat. That did happen to us where mm. Frances said she felt sick. We're like, no, no, you'll be good. You'll be good. <laughs> and strawberry milkshake still trying to get it out of the back of a seat. Yeah, yeah, cars are just yeah. not made to withstand vomit. No. All right. So anyway, in the tri the car, you, you fed him up. So too much. Too much. You yeah. learned that lesson. I did. What are the trips like themselves once you get there? Um, usually it's going to visit family. So it's visit this person, visit that person. Um, Dash has always caused mayhem at night with sleeping in different beds and things. I think we hopefully this next trip will be better. Not... You know. Well, I think you need to follow Jason on Instagram because yes. his holiday pics are definitely inspiring to make <laughs> you want to go away. I reckon there are probably a few more train wreck stories, though, from that trip. That was definitely the highlight reel, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the, yeah. The, yeah. They I, I still don't want to talk about those. <laughs> He's busy filtering them out so that his recollection of the holiday will be pristine. You're listening to the Parent Panel on Kindling Conversation. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Next, what is your worst parenting habit? What have I done? Do you know how hard it is to raise a child? How could you do that? I had to. I'm so sorry. I'm a terrible, terrible parent. Someone, I think most of us have thought that at least 
once in our parenting lives, if not more. This week, Jessica Alba revealed her worst parenting habit. Apparently, when her kids ask her where something is, she tells them it's up their butt. I wonder if she says it's up their butt, look here, look there, or is she just goes up their butt. I mean, if they do, if she does it, I think it's probably quite a good parenting trick because then they learn. Yeah, then they learn to find things. Unless they find it there. <laughs> yes. yes. Then you've got problems. Then you need a trip to the emergency. (laughs) For my part, on the weekend, uh, I've been known, actually I do this every weekend, if my children come into bed um, to wake me up at six o'clock, I will give them my phone or tell them to go get the iPad. The other day, my daughter actually said to me, do you want me to watch it with the sound down? And I was like, wow, that's an option? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I do. Watch your cartoon with the sounds down. And then I try and pretend that I'm actually having a sleep in while they kick and cry and all the rest of it. So that's my worst parenting habit. Angie, do you have one? Yeah, Saturday mornings, ABC. Can I watch ABC? Yes, you can. Good night. Oh, and I sleep in for a bit longer. Yeah, but no, that's not bad. No, that's so well, I'm not even isn't watching, bad either. But I'm not watching what they're watching. Like, you know they're safe. Right. I'm just like, here's the iPad, kids, okay. go. <laughs> and the sound's down, so I don't yeah. even know what they're watching. Okay. Wow, there is docs ABC are going to come knocking, aren't they? <laughs> they did start watching whatever you're watching on Netflix the night before. <laughs> I'll catch up. Yeah, Walking Dead. Woohoo. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> No, my my Netflix tastes are pretty tame. Lost in Space? Anyone seen it? Very good show. Jason, what's your worst parenting habit? I don't know where to start. I was going to ask my partner this to see what my (laughs) worst habits were. I was a bit afraid of what she was going to say. Um, I'm quite sarcastic as well. Uh, And now that Sam's seven, it's really starting to come back and bite me. Um, And just... The other one is telling, like, white lies now and again. Like, oh, Peppa Pig's been cancelled. Christmas Uh, has been cancelled. The Wi-Fi has run out for the month. Those kind of things. But I guess my worst... That's a dad being the sarcasm. Yeah. um, The worst one's probably just me jumping on my phone when I'm playing with them, which is kind of weird because the only thing that's, like, flicking through social feeds, you kind of just see other friends with kids playing with their kids, so it's not that exciting anyway, but I'm always drawn to it, and it's something I'm working on, I think. I think this humour thing is quite... I just like to land on that for a while, if we can, Jason, because I've noticed that my husband does that to my kids, like, says just the most outrageous things, you know, it's my son's birthday, oh no, apparently, on the morning of, oh, apparently I, I rang the place and you're not having a birthday today, like, things like that, I'm like, it's not actually even funny, like, I know that you think it's funny, but he's four, he doesn't get humour, and his brother used to do the same thing to his kids, and I was like, I reckon it's kind of a bit mean. Are you mean, Jason? Is it mean? No, I, th- <laughs> I think also every family has its own sense of humour, which yes. is fine within their house. So whether yes. it's the yes, up true. your butt kind of thing, that that would be funny in the house. But when you go out and your kid's saying up your butt in the shopping centre in front of strangers or in the classroom. So has um, Sam started to throw any sarcasm at his teacher or...? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of like, in your face and stuff like that, it's just, which I might have yelled out during a sports game or <laughs> smash him or something like that. And then it just comes back at you like, oh yeah, that does sound a bit different. It sounds bad when you say it. Yeah. <laughs> Fine when I say it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm the adult. Yeah. Okay. Our final topic for today, the most surprising thing your child has ever done up next. Where did you learn language like that? The television? Still full of surprises. You're full of surprises. <laughs> we have no idea. You never cease to amaze me. 
One of my friends recently posted on Facebook this story. When we forgot to leave money out for the tooth fairy, poor forgotten middle child, and the oldest child, eight at the time, came in that morning with a tooth. The six-year-old was still asleep and said, Mummy and Daddy, you forgot about the tooth fairy, but don't worry, I've sorted it. He had taken the tooth away and gone to his piggy bank and put $3 of coins under her pillow so she wasn't disappointed. Now, if, if she, that mum was here, I'd be high-fiving her. I'm like, your, your work here is done. You can just leave him to go to adulthood, adulthood ready. I should say. He's ready. Yep. He's a fully formed, empathetic <laughs> human being. You've done your duty. And kids can just say the amazing things. I mean, they can surprise you in ways that maybe have nothing to do with compassion and empathy. It's just the words they use or the things they do. Angie, when has one of your children surprised you? Oh, they surprise me all the time. Yesterday, um, Dash was wearing stripy socks and he told his nana that these were Lala's stripy socks, but she grew out of them and so they're mine now. <laughs> I was like, that is a story I did not tell you. <laughs> I don't know where you got that from. Imagination. Yes. Lala, um, if you're missing some socks, call in. We've got them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Angie, that last gig you guys are doing together, it's like, I wondered what happened to those socks. I've got other things of theirs too. But. Yeah, no, okay. shh, shh, don't tell anyone. Jason, I have a feeling Sam's probably surprised you more than once. Yeah, I was trying to think of ways I've been surprised in a good way. I actually couldn't think of any, like maybe it's just parent brain or something. I could only think of funny ones or bad ones. So We're happy to hear those. Uh, they surprise me when they sleep in past 6am in the morning. That's always <laughs> nice. That's huge. I, I always go to check to see they're still alive. Yeah, yeah that too. And we, you kind of use them as an alarm to get ready for work. And when they sleep in, obviously then suddenly it's a mad dash to get to yeah. work and get them to school, etc. Uh, one time Francis surprised us by doing a poo in the bath. <laughs> um, but it surprised her more and she started crying. Oh, um, so that was a big surprise for everyone. Um, don't play this back when she's 21. Um, and yeah, just when anyone flushes the toilet, that's, that's, that's nice. That's a big surprise. They do that. I wasn't going to say this, but my you said humour is pertains to the family, what you find funny. And I don't know how this has happened because it wasn't my humour before kids. <laughs> but fart jokes in yeah. my house just absolutely rule the school. And um, you may need the visuals for this one, but uh, one time my son, who wasn't even four at that point, asked my husband to come into the room and he said, Daddy, Daddy, breathe in like this. And Daniel <laughs> did and he had literally just farted. <laughs> so Daniel was like gagging. And then the other night... That's one a of, That's a prank. Yeah. <laughs> the other night, uh, we were sitting at dinner. It was all very chilled out. It was a Sunday night. We were relaxed. And I, I was looking at my phone. And um, I heard this, Mummy. And I turned my head. And my daughter has put her bum <laughs> right in my... As I turned my head, she farted in my face. Wow. <laughs> Where did she angel. learn that from? She didn't <laughs> it's learn not me. This is what I'm saying. But then Daniel is pretty bad with that stuff, but he has never farted in my face. And in fact, both of my children have done that deliberately. Not by accident. Both of them. The Get them back, Siobhan. It's well, time. <laughs> I don't know that I... It's a real skill to be able to fart on demand, on I think. Yeah, sure. Yeah, see that whole bit about not playing back when they're 21? <laughs> she will kill me if she ever hears that. But yeah, those are the times. Where, but I was so surprised that I almost wet myself laughing. So it goes to show that it, I find that kind of funny in my house. Sounds like you need to get some good fun. revenge, I think. Yeah. Yes. It would have been better if the surprise had been something amazing like that kid with the tooth. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're like, oh, that's my... No. God, what does that say about my parenting? I'll take $3 over a fart any day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, um, Angie, Jason, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us today. Thank you. A pleasure. That was Angie Hu. She's a musician, and you may know her from her album Little Folk, and Jason Truen from Babyology. You've been listening to The Parent Panel, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review and share it with your friends. The Parent Panel, new episodes every Friday.